Hello, it's Vaya. Long time no chat fell off the face of the earth there. Had every intention of letting you know that we had to take an impromptu hiatus. God, last time I did that well, was in the early days of the pod and then we just vanished for six months. But what we decided to do is just take a little breather until the 9th of December or thereabouts when Neighbours uh, sinks up in the UK and Australia. Uh, but I had intended to mention it. I mentioned it a couple of places on socials, but not everywhere. So long story short, which you'll hear in troops and drabs over the podcast, because I always tell my stories on the podcast, just had to deal with a few changes and transitions with childcare, baby Dr. Carl and work and a couple of uh, family health emergencies that have popped up where everyone's okay but it just has impacted scheduling and time and uh, then some uh, other (laughs) health stuff popped up. CJ's got some stories to tell next pod and it's all just it all converged and we just need a little breather. So that's that. We're going to resume for the Neighbours finale week of 2021. I have hella episodes to catch up on. Going to be watching them on fast speed. And then I'm still trying to follow the logic of Channel 5 and Fremantle, 10 Peach, whatever, the fruit it's on. Figure out, because the whole thing is we did this marathon of catch up and now we were supposed to be together, united. But I don't think that's happening because they... There's now the speculation that the UK is going to be ahead of Australia, which is some kind of Doctor Who shiz that I'm not ready for. Like, how? How do I? So I've got to think through how I even, how are we, how do we podcast through that? Are people going to want to listen to us out of date on the pod in the new year? Uh, it's, it's weird. I've never been in that predicament. So I'm going to think through that. Going to think through that over the summer break. So, and, you know, has anyone mentioned that having a kid is hard? <laughs> I don't think enough people say that. Anyway, you, you'll get my waffle another time. Hope you're doing well. It's been a time hanging in there. Miss having a chat about Erin's brush shenanigans, but just have not had space. No space, no bandwidth. Haven't even listened to the episode you're about to hear. Recorded this a couple of weeks back. The night before, had a lot of had busy time and had no room. Our beautiful editor, Alex, edited it. And usually I listen before it goes up. No time. CJ listened to it. She's given it the seal of approval. I trust that lady with let CJ and Kate. Trust them with my life. Good grief. This There's no plan for this chat right now. We're just freestyling. Um, enjoy the podcast that I did with CJ and Chambo a few weeks back. Patreon is on a pause because I like to give that a rest when I'm taking a rest. Please take that time to review your subscription and if it's not in your budget, opt out. And thank you so much. Thank you for your service. Uh, (laughs) Jump back on later if you like. Baby Dr. Carl has awoken. He's out of sorts. So I'm going to wind up here and let past me take over via Dan Warner and our theme song and I'll 
add this to the episode and I'll think of a song to put at the end and we'll get this thing back up online and we miss you and you can drop us a line, neighbourspod at gmail.com. Old school email address. Let's get that happening. Looking forward to chatting neighbours soon. Is that thruple still going? God, that was that's become very dull. Uh, speak soon. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbours. CJ Kate Let's get the neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We discuss the Aussie soap Neighbours. We are at Aussie pace. I'm Vaya. I can never suspend disbelief. I'm in the OG Pirate Net Studios in Melbourne. Not the OG because I've moved house since then twice. But uh, I'm in the Pirate Net Studios in their current incarnation. And I have also known as Catherine Jones, CJ the Hot Mess Mum. Hello. Hello, everyone. And I have return friend, troublemaker, <laughs> rabble rouser, oh. <laughs> a co-host of Junk Time AFL podcast, Michael Chamberlain. Should we get Adam Richard in here again? We can get Adam Richard in here, break your brain there. Oh, yeah, God, I'm working with him again now. I call him my work husband. Yep. And he's in Sydney and he yeah. breaks my brain from Sydney. So the last time I was here was a few months ago when we did a Neighbours with Bechdahl, friend of the show, Bechdahl. Oh, yeah. Were we drunk for that? No, with Bechdahl, when, when you were neighbours. Yeah. I remember that. It was that. a lockdown. It was probably three months ago, do you think? Yeah, and then right before you were Adam, right before the war. Yes. Yeah. When you came up for Homebush. Were we in person for Neighbours? No, no. So we were, uh, we were in lockdown there. That's I, right. I feel like it was maybe... Because you and, uh, and Beck got out your teddy bears. Maybe early August, maybe. Yeah, so this is bookending. And there was a proposal. Yes. How is the engagement going? Did I propose to Beck? Oh, okay. Did you get a prenup though? Because she's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, true, actually. Yeah, well, I think we need to talk to someone else. We're going to need to get a third party involved. <laughs> yeah, she will take you to the cleaners. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just um, record it. Send yourself a little yeah, iPhone we'll message. Film it on an iPhone, yeah. And and put flowery language in there. You know how they do with contracts. Yeah. It's never official. Make it like um, Team Chamber. <laughs> it's the equivalent of a, you know, like a will. A video that you leave someone yep. um, after you've passed if away. If you're watching this. Oh, well, didn't Pauline Hanson do one? She did, yeah. <laughs> Our bigoted politician in Australia. Really? Yeah. Like yeah. in case someone kills her. Yeah, it was. If you're watching this, I've been uh, been assassinated. <laughs> and you can just hear it in her voice. Yeah, yeah. I well, think that was her first time I mean, in Parliament. She was right to assume, but, you know, she's still kicking. Isn't it weird that she went to prison between those two stints <laughs> in Parliament? In her defence, she did get – those got quashed. So yeah. it's still a lot of fun that she went to jail it's and great she did time. some time in the nick. She's heinous, UK friends. She's heinous. Yeah, Don't Google it. She's kind of like – I suppose it would be like the equivalent of UKIP, I suppose you could put it that way. I don't know who that is, but also Nicola Charles. <laughs> just say that. Yeah, she's of... Nicola Charles, but not as easy on the – Just ears or eyes, really. And in politics. So, Chambo, um, you are bookending my lockdown because I saw you in Homebush in Sydney. Yeah. And we it was like fleeing the disaster and the disaster movie. Like, so did you get out? That's right. Yeah. I got out and I was like days away. Like I was going to fly out on a Wednesday and I flew out on a Tuesday and then by Wednesday where I had been had been declared a red zone. Uh, <laughs> it was like right. an orange zone or yeah. it was some crazy zone mm. stuff. And Do they still have yeah. zones in, in Sydney or did Dom get rid of them? Are they – because I came down from Sydney last week and so Sydney itself, kind of greater Sydney and the like, had been declared an orange zone. 
Right. And so that meant I could get in. If we were still a red zone, I could have, I would have, well, probably could have come in, but I would have had to quarantine. Right. So, and then on the way back, I think Melbourne still probably should be a red zone, but yeah. they've gone, nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, we're right. You know, you we know. like money. Yeah. And Just so come I can and go back have you got money? I don't have to do it. But I did look up the rules. So about before November 1, if I did go back from Melbourne to Sydney, I think the rules were something along the lines, had to isolate for 14 days except to go and get food, to exercise, to get medical care, to go to work. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like... To have a bloody party. So I think if you just went like duck shooting, they'd be like, hey, that's out of line, mate. <laughs> But everything else, it was like, yeah, sure. I think that's just living my life. So do you think, like, getting food includes, like, brunch? Yeah, yeah, brunch with the girls. Oh, <laughs> I mean, as long as it doesn't sound like it would limit me at all. As long as it's not bottomless brunch, I think you're okay. Oh, wow. Yes. They want you to wear your pants. Okay. And it's the Melbourne Spring Carnival for the racing, so you've got to have brunch with the girls yeah. four or five days a week. And you don't have to wear pants ever. So the point is now you are here in Melbourne mm. and we can travel freely and... 14 days self-quarantine sounds like such a retro term now, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. yeah. Do you remember when people used to do that in the olden days last month? I've got a quarantine for two days. Oh, do you need anything? Do you need like a care package? I don't know. Maybe. But you're going to be away. <gasps> oh, my God. I just said the words. Care package. Yes, I didn't forget. Okay, we have to do Neighbours Council business. Sweetie, it's just business. So we got sent a parcel from England from our dear friend and member of the Neighbours Council, Andy. We have some chats. We go on some tangents in the Neighbours Council. We talk about very important business and one of those items of business is confectionery. <gasps> CJ, will you do the honours and open this parcel? Okay, so firstly I just need to say that on the front it says Neighbours HQ. Awesome. Do you reckon you might know what it could be? I definitely do because I, I was liaising with Andy to give him my address. <gasps> oh, I feel like I'm in Willy Wonka or something. <laughs> I get a golden ticket. Okay, so I've opened the package. I hope my sound effects got through. Yeah. It is four blocks of caramel from the UK. Yeah, from England because Andy was saying, I think he was comparing it to the Aussie one and saying it was different. Mm. Oh, my God. What? The health labelling, I'm really excited about this. It says betreatwise.net. So apparently oh, there's can, six servings in this quite oh, small bar. Okay. I can assure you England's Cadbury. I've never been treat-wise in my life and so I don't intend to start now. Treat-wise, would that imply maybe like Cookie Monster, how he transitioned to like cookies or a sometimes food? Is it kind of like maybe I, I think that's what they're trying to get Look, But this is thinner and smaller than an Australian mm. block, but apparently there's six serves in here. England, we're going to have some chats. Now, I would make the argument, and probably because it's the one I'm used to over my lifetime, but I would argue that the Australian one is kind of creamier and tastes a bit nicer, I think, than the English chocolate. You reckon? Can you sling me one, CJ? So now... We should do a taste test. Yeah, we're going to, I think. So the thing is, he sent me these, but they got here before we had our reunion episode where the three of us got together with Kate, and I had intended to bring it and we were going to have an unveiling, but I was so overwhelmed with yeah. being... In the presence of you gals again that I forgot. And we just had burgers. Yeah. So you've got to have a clean palate for this kind of thing. Now, I just need to actually check if I can, if Chambo and I can participate. Oh, I my... suspect we can't. Because in Australian caramel, we can. Oh, really? Yeah. English caramel, I'm afraid to say. Not kind to celiacs. May, <gasps> may contain nuts, comma, wheat. So, CJ, you are going to have to be. You will. You have to be the one. Pig. And Kate will force I'm feed her like this. I'm okay with that. But, like, I'm very yeah. sad. I stole some from my son's Halloween bag today, so I've got a good comparison. <laughs> um, and C- CJ actually is my, my, well, my enabler. She told me recently that 
the Golden Arches have put out the Caramilk McFlurry. They have, yeah. Caramilk's, and it's GF, by the way, Chamber, you can have. Oh, okay. Yeah. That might be a thing for the way home. Yeah. So, there is more of a condensed milk feel oh. than the Australian. It's more melted and I think that might have been because it's been on a journey. Yeah. And it's quite hot in Melbourne today. Mm. It's like we're in neighbours. We could like go for a swim in the pool really. Mm. Um, but there's another chocolate, like a Milky Way caramel or something. It tastes a little bit more like that. Ooh. I think it is more treaty. Oh, I was going to say, I thought I think Kate might like it if it's got the condensed milk. I think Kate will like it, yeah. Um, do you think it's sweeter? Because I think the Australian caramel is too too much for Kate. She prefers a marble. Yeah, I, she likes a praline. I can't remember too much, but it's particularly thin. Mm. Is the Cadbury chocolate over the UK generally this thin? Do you remember at all? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But it does feel more like a treat. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh. So maybe that's why it needs to be, um, you know, or maybe I've just put caramel into my life. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But um, so maybe that's why, like, it's thinner because, like, maybe a big thick serve would oh, be. Oh, okay, yeah, be a bit, like, sickly in a way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, too much. Andy, you're a gem. This was a real delight. And I've known what's in the parcel since it arrived and I was so happy to get it. I didn't even need to open it. And Andy, if you can send anything to my place, I'm at apartment 405 <laughs> uh, slash number two. Orange spot zone. You've got to beep this out. <laughs> That's really all the business I had because it's been a chaos week for me. Uh, baby Dr. Carl starting one day a week of childcare mm-hmm. and uh, there's just a lot going on. And we're going to regional Victoria tomorrow because we're allowed to now because we're at like 90% vaxxed. Almost the most vaccinated place in the world. Gosh. Like to think we had idiots marching on our bridge just weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, gas can. Yeah, gas can. So um, one of the neighbours actors, Damien Richardson, who was Gary Canning, who like Millsy shot on Bum Island. Mm-hmm. Went to one of those Murdoch riots, like oh, the really? anti-lockdown yeah. protests. Yeah. Wearing a Ralph Lauren polo. The um, name rings a bell. So I'm we, sure I'd know him if I saw him. Yeah. The, the name like rings a bell. A rough guy. Like he, he'd be in heaps of things playing like homicide. And yeah, hard those dudes, kind of hard nuts. Yeah. Um, and the only other, oh, the business is that we only are going to review three episodes this week because the fourth one is a location episode. And well, look, when you've got Kate on your team, yeah. you and, don't talk geography without her. And also it's a historical neighbours episode, which we'll like we'll oh, get to. Yeah. And so that it really is Kate's back. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna do Monday to Wednesday. Let's get out of the business. Because you're doing business with you. Chambo, I'm not gonna do a trimming this week because of chaos. But Chambo, when you were last here, or when I was last there in Sydney, what was happening then in Erinsborough? I feel like I think Nicolette was very pregnant at that stage. Uh, and there was a lady who left. She was kind of a young actress, I'd say, kind of mid-twenties or so. Dark hair. Oh, Yashvi. Oh, Yashvi, Yashvi. She went to somewhere. Sydney. Oh, there we go. There was something in Begola. Was there a wedding maybe? Well, that was her farewell. Proposal. Yashvi had her farewell at Sonia's nursery. And, and, you know, when when you want to say goodbye to a young 20-somethings gal, (laughs) you go to Chris and Murray's plant farm. (laughs) Yeah. But Homebush I can't really remember because I think it was more half an hour of... You getting annoyed with me and Adam? Yeah, I, and I've decided I'm going to have a low tolerance for <laughs> Chambo's lack of comprehension. Yes, this, this episode. I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. Yeah. Like, have you watched something? I have watched them. I've watched <laughs> the right ones too this time. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because with the Homebush one, I didn't watch you the right episodes. The wrong ones. Because this time I sent him the numbers, like eight, seven, nine, whatever, which is like the most tedious part of this. Doing this whole podcast is trying to figure out what number what episode we're up to in the thousands. God. Mm. Anyway. Don't know how much you picked up there, but uh, Nicolette has the baby in Canberra. 
mm-hmm. another off on location mm. shoot. They went to the the Canberra and and ran around in trench coats mm. and capes for and, a bit. And who did she run away with? Solo um, with baby in utero. Oh, yep. One and a half people. And Paul went up there to bring her back, but she'd already given birth. So he's like, "Here's a check, million bucks. Uh, give me the baby. I'll take her back down to Melbourne." You enjoy your money. She's like, sure, okay. Yeah, no worries. Here's my baby. Here's a baby. Here's, wow. Here is a baby. I'll meet you at 7 o'clock. Tell no one. She hands him a baby. Uh, remember how they were twins? Um, Paul's sons, mm. Leo and David. Mm. Turns out Leo had a baby too He with his, like, New York girlfriend. Uh-huh. Yep. Who happened to be going to birth preparedness classes in Erinsborough because that's where people from New York go to prepare. Yeah, Yeah, so they actually were on the show. It wasn't like, you know, Paul dropped that in an anecdote. Like they were a couple on the show for a bit. But we didn't find that out till all of this was unraveled after Canberra. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Leah had come back from New York and was like, oh, things didn't go great there and I had a relationship breakdown and I'm back here now. And I'm going to buy a winery, which got mentioned. I was starting to wonder about the winery. Mm. I actually thought... Like, is someone tending to the grapes? You were like, did you guys just leave that open? Like, is the door locked? Can we just go in now? <laughs> just pay as you feel. Take a bottle and oh, Like leave the Hare Krishna place? Yeah. Mm. Okay, you might get annoyed at me now, but like, so when I last remember, I think must have been the neighbours of Beck, there was Chloe was having a, and another guy were casting eyes at each other. That was Leo, yeah. Yeah, and that was the winery. Yeah. Yeah. That was Leo's winery that he bought. Yeah, and that's where um, Chloe woke up. Without her clothes on. I was like, must have done it with Leo. Yeah. And then Nicolette flies off the rails and is like, well, we're broken up. And how dare David and Aaron know about this and not tell me. And Chloe's had doubts about the partnership with Nicolette. And so anyway. Look, if you're having a surrogate baby with someone who's actually their baby, because it was her egg as well as her uterus, you just shouldn't let that person go out with your flighty sister. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, and you, if you decide that and you decide we are a same-sex couple and we want to have a child where we get to do everything, all the stuff, yep. and we don't want a uterus around <laughs> to rain on our parade like they do all the time and you decide I'm not going to go to Canada when I can have a surrogate arranged for me, mm. um, I'm going to stay in Australia and still not pursue because you can be a surrogate here. Can you? Can you not? I feel like you can't. Okay. You can't charge for it. It can't be like an arrangement like... Yeah, no, yeah. like you can be a surrogate here but you, you have to use an egg donor. You can't use the surrogate's own egg. Yeah. And the surrogate has to have had their own children first. Oh. Because yeah. what There's... happened in this case is Nicolette clapped eyes on her baby girl and was oh. like, hey, I like my kid. I'd like to keep hanging out with her all the time. She's super cute and she goes to sleep pretty easy and like everything. Doesn't seem to make much noise, yeah. Yeah. I mean, every now and then she gets a bit grisly. Well, less so lately, Mm. I must admit. But, um, yeah, you can't pay. It has to be like a gift Mm. of they use a word for it. It's like something else, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know about Canada, but like in America you can like pay for the right to take the baby. Or you can pay for like their time and energy and, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. you're hiring a service. It's America. Everything's for sale. Yeah. yeah. So I assume Canada's acquired a little bit of that maybe. We've never Googled Canada in this whole time and probably won't no. about their agreements. But when you do make that choice and you say, oh, this woman's turned up and she lives with us and she's like, hey, you guys, you're cool. I'm cool. Use my uterus. Use my eggs. We're going to disregard the Australian laws. <laughs> 
And she was a nurse, right? Mm. So she would have some inkling of these mm. laws. And one thing that you guys brought up on the podcast last week, oh, no, someone brought it up on the council, that David should have known that Nicolette would feel this way because he's seen enough people have babies in a hospital. Yeah. And so Even if you're not on the maternity ward, you're in a hospital. Yeah, like you've done rounds. You've right? had tea breaks with people. Oh, dude, that's awesome. But <laughs> the other thing is Nicolette was a nurse and I would have thought that she would have had some inkling as well. Yeah, she because yeah. she kept saying, like, you guys can just have the baby. I'll just be around. Like, I'll come and yeah. do play dates. Mm-hmm. And she was just really focused on her relationship with Chloe mm. and she was blinded by that. Yeah. Which is, I guess, fair. Like, I thought about a lot of stuff I was going to care about before having the baby and then I'm like, oh, I get it. The best person I know now lives with me and needs my attention and care. Mm-hmm. So that's now all that matters. Mm. But David can't fathom. He's like, but you said, like David and they're like, you. but you said we had an agreement. Mm. She's like, yeah, but it's, it doesn't exist now. And now they'd never had a paper agreement. They never had a legal agreement. It was more just a handshake. I think they may have written something down no. like a on, on a napkin. No. They got drunk yeah, and said, let's do what straight people do and have a one-night stand. And then Nicolette went to the kitchen and got the turkey baster. Yeah, because Nicolette's not straight either. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's why they were making now, the fun. Now, Beck Darley, legal Beck, says you can't contract – well, you can't contract a fetus. You can't contract children. Mm-hmm. So you can't make a legal agreement before the child's here. And I'm going to say – so Nicolette, she didn't bring the baby back straight away and David, like, they missed their child and then the child came and then they had this whole, like, their child taken from them and it wasn't really their child and it was really... They were I'm, raising their niece for the first two months of her life. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, Nicolette swapped the babies, gave Paul a different baby. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, you buried the lead on that one, mate. Come I, on. I was trying not to. It was just really hard to explain. It's really so hard. So much. But I would say that I was really... Taken, and I think what I'm going to say that Tanaka did such a good job of it that he got my heart entirely, and I was just all on his side. At what point? I think the actor did such a good job of his work that I only empathised with him, and oh, then I listened to the podcast last week. Yeah. Do you mean wait? Do you mean like in recent story, like in the recent times? In this, yeah. Like my heart was broken for for both the men, but mainly David. I don't know mm. why. And then I listened because of, of your biology, the biology bias. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but like I, th- I can only attribute it to the actor doing yeah. a good job. But then I listened to a podcast last week, and Vaya, Kate, and Beck were on, and you guys were really empathetic to all three characters, and I now see like all of the sides. Good on us. Well done. Yeah. So I'm not usually empathetic to everyone. <laughs> no, but look, it's a giant shitstorm, <laughs> and. They've all played a role in it not not going well and they, they all want the best really but they're not there. We were all gung-ho and all in support of Nicolette right up until she handed someone else's child to this couple and said, here's your daughter. Now what happened to that child? It's gone to live in um, Wollongong. Yeah. Okay. With its mum from with New Leo, York. With Leo from the winery. Yeah, yeah. Who's come back to do some admin. How do you predict it ending? Like how do you predict this story wrapping up? Do you think it's happily ever after or do you think it's going to blow up again? Well, Beck was trying to do that last week and we're not sure. But, well, well, let's get to it because it's the week of the 1st of November and in this week the house is in tatters but Chloe and Jane, plain Jane half a brain, put their heads together and come up with this plan to hold a photo shoot in the backyard. Yep. 
Am I right in assuming that this photographer is one of the year 13 students? No, but love that. Yeah. I, I, I didn't pick that up but I would make sense. So Jane's running a program at the school uh-huh. for people that didn't do that well in year 12 and need to come back for a second try. She's calling it year 13 and she's based it off a school in like Shepparton, was it? Yeah. I don't know. It's mainly Hendrix uh, who wants to be a chef. He's just there living his like Julie and Julia almost life. Almost a bit like a, maybe a TAFE, like maybe you can learn a skill or something in this year. Well, yeah, almost like we already have the framework for this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but like, plain Jane said, Brain said, no, I don't trust the government. Yeah. <laughs> On a almost private like school. He, he could have gone to a TAFE yep. and done an apprenticeship as a chef, but no. No. Um, <laughs> there was another kid there, but he's gone to the army because Paul said that he was a murderer or something and so now he's in the army. What was he? He a burglar. Yeah, he was that. But yeah. photographer, she could be tafing yeah, it up. She could. You tell that, eh? yeah. yeah, I just felt like she was mature but like still young and, and I just felt like she had a contact with Jane mm. that was maybe school related. And the boys had all their Anne Gettys props because remember they did a photo shoot with Ellie's baby? They did. Because I was wondering at first, I was like, how do you have all these props already? And I remembered Yeah, the Asta photo shoot. The, do you feel like this photo shoot got a lot of talk for a pretty insignificant thing? The fact that like the couple episodes later, Plain Jane's talking to Chloe and saying that's a great idea, like almost like you've brought the family together. It's like really. She said lady, she should join the UN. Lady took a few shots, you know. And then also when Nicolette got to take the photo with the baby by herself and she then read into that like, oh, we're all okay and we're all on the same page, yeah. we're going to be friends forever. Because the boys recognise that I am her mother and bonded to her. So mm. like you should be in a photo. How long was the photographer there and she didn't suggest, <laughs> let's do a couple of different combos. And then they were doing them all in the backyard in the house and then she was like, oh, we'll go out the front. She's like, no, but we, you, you picked the backyard for a reason. Like that's where the good shots are. Don't just go out in the driveway. And yeah, they, next to the bin. And they said like the baby's going to have 14 outfit changes, which so I did a photo shoot for baby Dr. Carl in our living room because I wanted, really wanted to do newborn shots. We're in lockdown. So I got KV's sister to come over and um, when we were, you know, semi-lockdown and, we did like a newborn shoot in this living room and I replicated, like I got like a laundry basket and, you know, got like fuzzy toys and blankets and I had a few outfits picked out but then I was like, once you're in it, you're like, the baby is only going to be docile for yeah, like a less than half an hour. And so, you know what they do in the studios? They pump the heating up so high. I did that too. Yeah. I did it because I read that. Yeah. I knew that because yeah. Kate had told me when she'd got it done. Yeah. So, yeah, I had the heater going, I had everything and – I think I started him in his singlet and then put something on him, you know, like I had varying. But you can't do a million outfit changes, which is I'm sure what happened with baby Isla because Mm. she was in the same outfit the whole time. Yeah, and like they wrapped. So Faye is Chloe and Aaron and Detective Mechanic's mum and she passed away like it was a storyline last year, this year something, and her scarf was in it. So that was cute. Actually, that was gorgeous. Yeah, that that was That was a very quick moment but it like – Pressed at my heartstrings and then yeah. danced away. It's so a I, really great little addition. Yeah, mm. I think that's what Chambo's missing is like those little touches mm. because, like, for a fan, they like I'm getting I'm, I've yeah. got goosebumps. And, and it wasn't really it wasn't just a random scarf. It was like the scarf that Chloe had worn after she'd passed, and it was the scarf that one of them had gifted. It was just threaded through really nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't know it unless you'd known the Faye storyline. Yeah. So, yeah, and they have been at odds. Like they've been calling lawyers, they've been like just hatred and they're all living in the same house. Mm. So it was really nice to see them getting along and it started because the little baby was farting. Hilarious. Toilet humour always does a job except for me because I don't like toilet humour. But 
Nicolette called her the human whoopee cushion, which was a very adorable name. I won't harp on this, but there was one thing a friend of mine who's got about two year old now when uh, his daughter was born. They said the one thing I didn't realise is how much babies fart. He was like, oh, he kind of blew his mind. He was like, oh, wow. Or the, um, there was like a doll in the 90s. I think it was Baby Alive and you would like feed the doll and it would come straight out the other end. Like there was uh, yeah. no digestion time. Newborns are that basically. Yeah. It's like whatever goes in immediately comes out within 20 minutes. It's like but I thought it would be take hours but it's literally this the tiniest, their stomach's the size of like a walnut or whatever and <laughs> they're like a Baby Alive doll. Anyway. Baby talk. The point is they make up. Nicolette says let's sit down without lawyers and just hash this thing out. And mm. Paul barges in and he's like, she's going to take advantage of you. Oh, Paul. <laughs> Go back to the penthouse and hang out with Harlow. Yeah, it's... Paul's had a little sea change, tree change. Mm. Um, so they sit down and they come up with this equal share agreement, mm. which I don't understand how it's that different from anything well I didn't hate it Mm. because like one thing that the boys kept talking about and I'm apprehensive because I know Beck's gonna weigh in and give us like the actual Mm. opinion she'll be like this is a load of crap I'm just gonna go on my emotion and the fact that they made a nice video (laughs) hashtag team Isla that's all that's all I've got yes team Isla I like the transition that they're focusing on Isla and not themselves For fuck's sake. It's about time, right? Um, But the boys keep mentioning because they had this terrible schedule for a few weeks where they never left Nicolette alone with the baby because, like, she'd kidnapped the baby essentially. They didn't trust her. Fair point. And they were just – they were doing what a lot of new parents do and they were tired because they were basically – they were working their job and then they were looking after the baby for eight hours and then not sleeping all night because mm. the baby's up all night. So they're mm. doing all that and, um, you know, it was just really problematic because Nicolette never got time alone with the baby and she needed that. And then she snapped. She did snap. And also the boys didn't have like couple time with the baby, which is what they'd been dreaming of all, yeah. all along. They wanted to be parents together. So I kind of like this agreement for that because I want Aaron to be given as much right because he doesn't have the gen- the um, biological yeah. You know, because they all live in the same house. It's not like one week on one. It's just basically, ultimately, two people. They need to get what is it? Quorum. Yep. To make a, a ruling on the baby, and yeah. Nicolette's like, "Well, so the couple will be against me." And then, but the couple also point out they never agree. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah, but then I was trying to work out what are they deciding about. So it's like we should give the baby, you know, apple, and they go oh, team vote. We go no. Orange to, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. oh, but then I was thinking like, oh, maybe it's like what kindergarten they go to. Yeah. Like, and like well, we got a bit of time before we work that yeah. out. Montessori. Yeah, Montessori Steiner. We don't yeah. really know. Are we going to go play-based? It's hard to tell. What if they each have an opinion? Like, well, I mean, Aaron's not going to have an opinion <laughs> on that. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> um, so Beck brought it up last week. I, there was a terminology, but like the decision maker. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the principal... Something. Decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Decision. Um, so it's, you know, you would decide if the child was going to be vaccinated. Is a, oh, is yeah. a, it was like is a, it's yeah. full parental responsibility. Yeah. yeah. So vaccination, mm-hmm. school, where they live, these kind of things. Yeah. So they're saying that they will all have a say mm-hmm. in this. As long as there's majority. Um, and which is cool. Like go to Toady. People go to Toady when they like have a legal studies exam. Dude. What Go to Toady 
when you have a parental agreement. Toby's doing so many freebies for mates. Like, <laughs> yeah. tell you what, he's, he could put another bloody story on his house with all the legal <laughs> advice he's given over the years. Just one day she'd be like, and what do I bill you for? Yeah, no. Well, he's had many times where he's almost gone broke too. Yeah. So it's probably about that's time. Why that's why he still runs a plant nursery because the money's got to come from somewhere. Mm, it's not coming from that legal firm. <laughs> but how do they put this document into action? They get their O-rings out, their light rings, <laughs> and they – I'm sure there was props as well. Um, they were all in different locations. Yeah, and they spoke to the camera and they, you know, had feelings and they just – they didn't really have clear-cut guidelines. It reminded me of vows. Like, yes. yes. No, you're right. You're right. Yes. I. It was almost like they made, they made promises that are impossible to keep. So mm. it was always like I will always blah, 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 and I will always blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, mate, you meant to say I, so-and-so, on the 5th of November 2021 state that we will do a vote and whoever wins. Yeah. I, I thought Nicolette said oh, I'm going to record myself saying this to prove to you that this is what we agreed. Mm. And But also, miss, our agreement has changed. What happens if someone deletes the cloud? But <laughs> like also what's like, going to happen to your video? What if someone blocks your TikTok account? Yeah, like, they're what, all... Lose your phones at the same time. Like let's Throws say. Throws them in Lasseter's Lake. Yeah. Fast forward 12 years mm. and they're deciding which um, high school the yeah. Lila's going to go to. And Isla has piffed all their phones into that lake. Yeah. There's no evidence. Because she is. wants to go to Eden Hills. She definitely does not want to go to Erinsborough <laughs> High and do year 13. Yeah. So she's like, no, I, I want to go to Eden Hills. David's for it because Paul's mm. paying. And Nicolette's like, I don't want Paul's money. No, so I'm going to homeschool. Yeah, I'm going to homeschool. And I love the idea, though, that that's how the story ends, the conflict, that we have to just have to wait like 18 years <laughs> for, to get a resolution. That's what I thought. Building up to that. That's what I thought was going to happen when Nicolette ran off with the baby, with the pregnant belly. Yeah. I thought, oh, well, I guess we'll never know until one day the new tween dolly model comes in yeah, and yeah. is like wins a magazine competition to come in and be young 15-year-old Isla. Yeah, and she looks slightly like David, yeah. slightly like Nicolette. Yeah. With the dyed red hair. Mm-hmm. You were going to say, yeah, so then and Aaron. Yeah, and what? And they get, even if this video still existed, what they get that out and go, look, this is how we're going to resolve it, guys. Remember when we're Team Isla? Like, what is that? No. Yeah, what happens when she comes home, like, underage drunk or whatever? And, like, you know, you just can't. Family vote. <laughs> no, you have to hold her hair back when she vomits. <laughs> Can you imagine Nicolette would be like, have you suggested surrogating somebody's child now yes. that you're drunk? Oh, my God. That would be the best. She's like, oh, my God, my best friend wants to have a baby. but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm really interested in dating her brother. Yeah, you little <laughs> bitch. Dude. Dude. <laughs> so what we have buried the lead on is that someone has stuck a nanny cam yeah. into a teddy bear yeah. and planted it into that Branaka household. Yeah. What in the actual – Phil in our Neighbours Council posted his favourite meme of the the Neighbours Riders, which is just a picture of an opium den um, to convey what state they were in when they concocted the nanny cam teddy bear. And also none of them can remember how it came into their home. Now, I, I mean, I can pretty much identify 98% of the object's in this home that belonged to my son and I can tell you their journey. Well, most of them have come from CJ. <laughs> most of them come from CJ. CJ has either generously handed down a lot of baby Lou's 
belongings or just was like, this is a really cool thing, I'm buying you one brand new. But also I just know, I'm like, oh, that was Lucy's son Harvey, those were his pants. That was the teddy we bought on this day to remember this milestone. There's no way this eyesore of a teddy bear came into their home without them knowing. No, it's a big one. It looks like a, it's like a jellyfish, um, jelly jelly cat, cat. jelly yeah. cat knockoff. Yes, like it doesn't look quite jelly catty. It's not cute and smushy. Yeah. Um. So who do you think, Paul, Hunge Paul? It's got to be. Yeah. He so, would be my lead candidate. No, I thought I'd missed something. I thought the teddy bear had been planted by someone at like before, before, and we'd seen who planted it, but I didn't realize <laughs> that it was this is a new. It may have occasion. in flashback. It may be revealed. I mean, initially, I thought when you were talking about how. They didn't have kind of one-on-one time with the baby. I thought maybe the boys had planted the teddy bear to watch Nicolette to make sure she'd run off with the baby. Again, valid because that's something I would be worried about. Paul sounds like the evil type of guy who would do that, but then yeah. maybe that, maybe that's too simple then. Maybe. And the bear showed up just before the photo shoot and things were still really tense then. So I think we were led into thinking it was the boys. Maybe it was the photographer just wanted some really cool angles. I think you're right. I think she's working on some new lenses. Yeah. I'm so glad she went to TAFE instead of doing Year 13. <laughs> we'll find out about that eventually. We've got to talk to some, about some other Plain Jane stuff. couldn't do it, could she? No, she's too kind-hearted. Mm. Plus she's moved in. She's got like front row seat now. Yeah, okay. She doesn't want them capturing her make-out session with Clive. Oh, no. Chloe wouldn't do it, would she? No. she got no, no dog in that fight. <gasps> oh, let's talk about Chloe. <sighs> she. Get some self-respect, Chloe Brennan. I mean, you have with Harlow at work. Great. But... Nicolette broke it off with her and not only has been giving her radio silence but has been just been really poisonous towards Chloe, like just being really cold and cruel. And finally it gets back to her that Chloe thought of the photo shoot and saved the parental relationship. So Nicolette goes to thank her and says, we could have a coffee sometime if you want, storms off. Yeah, I think she was quite open to some sort of... Well, know. she said, well, the nice bit was she said you can come and visit the baby whenever... Yeah, whether I'm home or not, yeah. And then Chloe wants to have a coffee but then Nicolette sees Chloe talk to Leo and then just has a spat. Completely triggered. No coffee. Yeah. So Chloe messages also right after and Mm. says like – and it was too soon, wasn't it? So she says, let's have a coffee and then Nicolette's barely home and she's like, how about now? Like, you know, like leave it a day. Yeah. But, God, it's so frustrating when there's something like that up in the air. And then the other person doesn't, like, anyway. It's where anxiety is born, the unknown. It's like you've said, so when are we going to, when is coffee? You've said we're having coffee. When is it? She should have said we could have coffee sometime. I'm free Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. Isla sleeps between 12 and 2. Yeah. (sighs) The boys go to work on these days so we could have some time to ourselves, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, one thing on the parenting video, which, Vaya, you mentioned on the council was a parenting TikTok agreement, which I need to give you credit for that because that was amazing. Um, But we've talked about in the council and on the podcast before, this is a terrible storyline because it is heart-aching on every angle. Mm. Every person has been broken and it's very upsetting, not just for the adults but for poor little baby Isla Mm. just being, you know, reared in this toxic situation. Mm. I think... The reason they did this was the only way that they could do that little neighbour's line in the sand where they're like, oh, it's over now. And actually the three of them are together in the credits pushing the pram as a family, which I actually think uh, is the best outcome. Yeah, It's mm. them living as a rainbow family, all friends, all getting along, raising the baby in a modern way mm. without then, Paul's million dollars. 
And in a year they'll kill Nicolette and everything's fine. No, don't. Don't. Jason, if this gets back to you, do not kill that woman. Leave her be. I mean, I feel like does it lead to a storyline, and I'm only saying Nicolette by the fact she's one character, not two characters. Yeah. Does it add up that she eventually kind of has to leave and that makes it more emotionally heart-wrenching that you have the storyline of like, she has to leave her child. Well, the, the way they she gets that, conscripted the, or something. Well, I don't know. they sent Ellie to prison for a while. But I'm not saying that because I'm not saying you know, for any other reason that she gets conscripted. You're losing one character instead of two characters. Yeah, I can really see her fighting a war. She'd be. I would. Yeah. Would do whatever she says. We could send her to like battles that have been going for fifty years, <laughs> and she'd sort it out. Yeah. Well, there's a new character coming this, on the socials. I don't know who she is, but she's a hot young thing and Ooh. looks like she might be involved in that. Group of people, so maybe there's oh, so maybe she's a love gonna... story for Nicolette, for Nicolette or Chloe, or Chloe. either one, yeah, okay. um, love interest, yeah, gotcha, yeah, for Nicolette. So then all four of them, mm. they get this spin-off sitcom, where it's two men, two dads, two mums. What are you gonna do? <laughs> what, what's the name? It's gonna have a schmaltzy name. <laughs> that was one thing they didn't talk about mm. in the agreement. They didn't talk about when Nicolette eventually has a partner. No, they didn't know, and <gasps> oh, that's. Yes, I've been meaning to get him on. My mate Hunter is in a rainbow family situation and mm-hmm. he had a daughter with a lesbian couple and then recently had a son but since that time has met his his partner and they're yeah. in a long-term relationship. They're and engaged, now, aren't they? Yes, they got engaged in New yeah. Zealand. Yeah. And in like a weird time when people left the country yeah, they, for a couple of weeks. They were in quarantine. Yeah. They got engaged in quarantine. Yeah. And now <laughs> like if they had sat down... If you went back and checked Hunter's TikToks and if he'd made a video saying, I promise that I'm one third of the parenting triad and then his partner is now like, I'd like a say. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like it is complicated. Of course it's complicated. Any like rainbow family or Mm. any like family where there's... Or blended family. Blended, yeah. yeah. Like of course it's complicated. So I'm not saying that you could make any agreement that would make it not complicated. Every family's complicated. But that's but, why yeah. you get – this is why this is the point you get a lawyer involved or a mediator or like you get something drawn up. Yeah, because a lawyer might say, look, at one point, Nicolette, you might want to not be the person just kicking around this house. Like you might want a partner or another child or, or the boys want another child. She like, might discover might a happen. career outside of nursing and cafe ownership. Yeah, or lotto ticket stealing. Yeah, maybe she wants to be a worldwide grifter. Maybe she does. She could do that too. Okay. I want to give this a moment. Mackenzie and Hendrix. <laughs> a couple of kids just expressing their feelings in multiple ways on multiple levels. It's been a build-up. They've been together for quite a while and for months we're like, why aren't they talking about their intimate relationship? Like Mackenzie went through this big um, gender affirmation surgery plot line and this would be a big deal for her and Hendrix is Hendrix. <laughs> Everything's a big deal for him. Yeah, and he's a dancer so he's obviously good in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> he's very young um, But he's of age, that's fine yeah, um, He is So Mackenzie, it came out that she's like Well, I want to be ravished I want to be romanced <laughs> I want to be shown Why is that funny? Isn't that a word one of the used? No, I, yeah, if that was, then yes, that's fine yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just thought it was one you pulled from the top of your head Yeah. <laughs> she, she wanted to be atta- uh, swept off her feet Yes, okay, that's probably what she said And <laughs> <laughs> Ravished is a more concise way of saying that. Yeah. And Toadie was in Colac. Mm. Yeah. That's like, that's. <laughs> and what's more of a turn on than that? Toadie is as far away from the house as you could get. 
in these times. That yes. is that is erotic. <laughs> Tony is far away. Yeah, and his children, which oh, yeah. obviously yeah. would put yeah. a dampener on it if you have children yeah. running into your room. Yeah. This is the MTS this house has been in years. Ever. And so Mackenzie gives Hendrix the key. It's like, go, go for your life, cut sick in there. Mm. What does he do? So we mentioned Hendrix wants to be a chef. Yep. So he got some cheese and some alcohol. I think there was alcohol. Drinks like, of some. He didn't like churn his cheese, your own cheese or anything. No, and he didn't get like good cheese. I've got to be honest. He curated. Yeah, he, he made a board. A few meats were there. Yeah. <laughs> he did a charcuterie board. Yeah, yeah basically. he did. Yeah. He did. He did what an 18-year-old thinks is classy. Yeah. And what a lot of people pivoted to in lockdown. Yeah. And yep. started Instagram, charcuterie board, grazing plate businesses. Yep, I've followed a few of them. <laughs> and purchased. <laughs> and we had we had one in one of our pods. We did a TikTok about it. CJ got grazing boxes and we, we ate did. them in a, we ate them in a car at a football oval <laughs> yeah. to podcast. The places we've been. Yeah, it was very romantic. Yeah. And You've taken me to the Logies. <laughs> And a car park. And to the Glenroy <laughs> football oval. Um, and then what does he do? So he's lighting candles because 18-year-old classy. You can't lose your virginity on neighbours without candles. No. Yeah. They are the sign. Yeah. And, uh, or a condom falling out of a packet. Which yeah. he did have. Yeah, yeah. Which, interesting because you don't just have to use them for pregnancy. There yeah, is. I liked that as a touch mm. because it could have been, like it wasn't a storyline but it was just, like this is part of it was just there, and Not he ripped off a few consensual. Too. So and I think he was like, uh, yeah, he was prepared. You know, I'm gonna. <laughs> it's been some time. Might and be he's a ready. Start or two, yeah. but, you gonna know. round up, round yeah. up what you need. Yeah. So anyway, but he lit the candles and he just burnt down the house. Really. <laughs> yes. Shavo, talk us through the moment, the action. Well, you like you talk uh, about football. Did he, this is the the, did he bump the the kind of bench and then the candle fell over and then it fell? Then he tried to put it out, and the fire went on the ground. And then he put a sheet over it from the sheet I think that he'd used on the table. And then at that time Mackenzie walked in and I was concerned that they had burnt the carpet and therefore Toadie was going to come home and be like, how come there's a fire? I was really worried about the carpet. Yeah. They don't really mention the carpet. They kind of sat in front of the fire. sat on it. Yeah. Kind of just looked at what happened. They're like, hey, Toadie, you've got a blanket here now. It was a metaphor though because uh, uh, (laughs) Hendrix is lighting a flame. Yeah. And then Mackenzie was getting the fire blanket. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good thing to have. It made me feel like I need to get one for this house. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing to have. Oh. Um, he's got form at this. Remember he made a picnic for Harlow. Isn't that how they perhaps? No. Maybe? Yeah. There's a lot of picnics. No, Ali and, and Burnt Toast Man. Yeah. yeah. Ali and Dry Toast. There's a lot of picnics in my life and this show, so yeah. I can't it, differentiate. Look, it is hard. Yeah. It is hard. Has an actual house burnt down on Neighbours before, do you think? Ooh. Great question. An entire house? I don't think so. We'll, we'll take that to the Neighbours Council. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Great way to um, redesign the set. I suppose the only problem being is that you probably would, if a whole house burns down, you'd have to maybe not do exteriors out in front of that house. So. <laughs> well, the, they'd have to actually burn down someone's home. <laughs> yeah. It'd be, it'd be a big deal. You know, like people come out from the UK and buy a house in the real Ramsey Street. Yeah, yeah and it happens. No, it's happen knock on the door a couple of like, times. You'd have to get an arsonist. Cause 100 the, grand, we burn down your house. What do you reckon? Because there's one um, persnickety resident that doesn't like that they shoot there and like wants to park his camper van out the front and wants to build a fence, like uh, always yeah. doing this, these shenanigans. Yeah. yeah, they've had to write it in. Yeah. Yeah. What coin do you reckon they get <sighs> for each week for having... I got $50 once when I was an extra because my car was visible. Mm-hmm. So it's like my car got paid yeah. and I... Is your car in the union? 
It's a few cars ago now. So car scab. <laughs> but actually my scenes were not used that day. I wasn't used that day. So my car got to be on the, camera. The breadwinner. And I didn't – I still got paid but I wasn't on camera. It was a, wow. it was a McDonald's commercial. <laughs> my car was on screen. Really? It, I imagine it, it would be annoying. It, yeah, it got paid $50 for an eight-hour show. But it, was it going through the drive-thru? No, it was just parked. It was just oh. visible as a prop. And so – and that was eight hours. So that imagine that times that by your home on a cul-de-sac. Yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon? I reckon they maybe do like half a day out the front. They don't do too much mm. out the front. Yeah, so do you reckon anymore. it's based on the time they're actually filming, not the time it's on screen or – I think time I'm, filming, not yeah. on screen because yeah. they edit stuff out. But also I was just thinking now I'd be like – Oh, like, you know, if you had a tree that you wanted to chop down, you'd be like, oh, can't do Mondays, can't do next <laughs> Tuesdays because we've got neighbours we can't have yeah. the sound problems and then – Also, oh, you can't be cutting and trees down. We'll shut out that asshole from the Brendan. So they all park around the corner. Like what if you go, oh, geez, mm. I've got to go and pick up my kid very quickly from school or something. Yeah. And also like because they've got pools. All of them have got pools, uh-huh. right? And it's like when you see the pan out shot, there's like no other pools in the neighbourhood just all in <laughs> Ramsey Street. Oh, do you reckon they've been put in on purpose? Yeah, or at least they've taken their neighbour's money and put pools in. Yeah. But they use the pools in the show. Yeah. And, like, my parents have a pool and they tend to it three months a year, like a good Melbourner, and they just let that thing, like... Rot during winter. Rot during winter. (laughs) It would be so annoying to have to keep it clean all year. They'd have to have a pool boy. Well, that's why we have. That's why they have the outdoor lot so they never have to go to those backyards. Yeah. What's it called again? Fig tree... Pin oak. I was thinking pin oak or fig tree or, yeah. Fig tree's lovely. No, fig tree, my employer has a hospital called Guys, fig tree in Sydney. two characters <laughs> had sex, okay? Oh, yeah. What I'm are, sorry. What are we doing? We're talking about logistics. But we never found out. They may find out on the Friday show that we haven't seen. Well, no, there's only four a week now oh, okay. until the UK yeah. catches up. Catches up, Which okay. we will, def- when we come together, we will do a special event. Like we might see Hendrix just walk out and just be like, oh, my fucking God. Is it good in a good way or bad? Like, like a puff chest. Yeah. 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 Who <laughs> did the old bait and switch? Like. They're like sitting there in a cigarette, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> like I didn't do this before but now I'm taking it up. Mackenzie's such a good girl too. I would really love that. <laughs> I like how she's been just so into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great. But he burns everything down and then he's like, you wanted everything to be romantic and now it's bad. She's like, no, I want it to be like a fairy tale and all fairy tales start with chaos so I'm this fine. is good. This is accurate. Yeah. I love that. But in most fairy tales, like your dad dies too or something. <laughs> well, we, Mackenzie's. Well, her mum died. Yeah. Her mum died. Yeah. So oh, very, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's maybe it'll come out. Hendrix's like, yeah. yeah, I knocked her off. There's like a talking dog or something and we're all perfect. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Some birds to get her dressed. Mm. Um, get Gary the pigeon over. No. Oh. They, you know what they need to do since that character that died reincarnated as a pigeon, they need to kill the pigeon as a stance against... Yeah. The anti-lockdown protest. They should have him like flying over the shrine and then just like popped up. <laughs> just sizzling. Yeah. Um, we don't get their reviews but I'm sure they were glowing. Oh, look, yeah, no, they they go off to the room which is very neighbours. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mackenzie. No, Hendrix says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the I'm the, I'm that one. I don't even know what you're talking about. I can't take over for you because I have no idea. When Hendrix says to Mackenzie, should we take this to the bedroom? Should we take this to the bedroom? Translation, when Hendrix says to Mackenzie, should we take this to the bedroom? 
And what did she say? Yes. Translation. Ha, 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 ha. I just couldn't say it out loud. It was just, it was very cute. Oh, should we take this to the bedroom? Yeah. I, okay. It was just very sexual and intimate and teenagers. It was. And yeah. 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 And he had like oh. a gimp mask in his back pocket. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that bit? No. That was full on. That was really He's, full on. I'm just going to pop around to Susan Carl's. That's why he had the candle. It's going to get 50 box. shades. <laughs> That was funny. I just couldn't – I just had this moment, this out-of-body experience when I just had to repeat something I saw on the television Mm -hmm. and it's not something I would say to two friends in a room. (laughs) It just took me me to a strange place. Can we talk quickly about the – is it Levi? Yeah, man. Now who's – brown-haired girl. I haven't – I don't think I've met her before. Did you ever watch Playing for Keeps? You would have loved uh, playing that keeps. Was it's about footy. Footy. Yeah. How did you not watch that? You would have loved it. It's a little bits and pieces. Yeah. Yeah. She was from that. Okay. But um, yeah, she's come in to romance Levi, and then got wind of the fact that he's in a polyamorous situation. Now, is that with Jacinta Stapleton? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And is she, has she? She's not with Ned. No, they are all three. Together. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And so now Levi's saying, "Hey, if we are going to go out, you've got to be cool with us." Getting all over each other. Sort of. So they we, got together. He said, he said, shall we take this to the bedroom? <laughs> yeah. No, he said, let's record our agreement <laughs> on our iPhones. And then it might just get our uploaded consent. to Pornhub. <laughs> so they started their relationship with Amy has two boyfriends. Okay. So the boys aren't together, but they're friends. Yeah. That was the agreement that Amy was having two boyfriends, but they were just having... Amy. Amy. Yeah. And then Levi meets this lady at the pub and he's like, oh, I could have two girlfriends. Oh. Amy's like, no. Amy's like, no, no. Oh, what's good for the goose, not <laughs> no. good for the gander. Yeah. No ganders. So they've had a journey over the, like, fortnight of deciding whether this is appropriate and Amy's going to, you know, be down with it. Mm-hmm. So they have a couple more dates. But unfortunately Amy ends up telling the poor girl, before Levi does. Uh, I'm just the other girlfriend. Yeah. She just says, oh, I'm the other girlfriend. So, and she's like, sorry, what? So, you know, that's unfortunate because it's really kind of something you'd rather clear up, you know. Because I think she said it was only their third date, I think, this week. Yeah. yeah. And but, I'm like, I don't know when you'd tell someone that. You put it on your Tinder profile before well, it's they true. click it's through. True. Well, that's unfortunate because they just met by accident in yeah. the pub. No, I don't, well, then so there was no, no rules Tinder. for that. But they patch things up. What's her name? Felicity Higgins, I call it. Felicity Higgins. Felicity Higgins is like, you're still cute, Levi, so let's have a coffee hmm. and discuss this. But then she finds out he's keto and she's not into that. Yeah, she was bamboozled by the keto. She was like, no bread and potatoes. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I've recently found low-carb potatoes. I wonder if Levi could have them. I don't know if they're low enough carb for because he's um, keto because he's epileptic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. They yeah. should really bring that storyline back. Yeah, also, like, couldn't he have just said that to her, not, um, keto and I don't eat potatoes? Like, I think he forgot he's got epilepsy. I think maybe he has forgotten. Um, they're just having a chat to sort through things. And so but, that's, that's why Amy was so awkward around the, the girl mm-hmm. and mm. Levi to a lesser extent by the fact that she blurted out and mm. so she's trying to make amends for blurting out. Yeah, now did you see them in the pub where Amy came in and said, oh, I just thought we should catch up because... The boys are friends and they're my boyfriends, so, like, we should be friends too. Yeah. Yeah, which was – it was pretty upsetting, but wasn't you it? You know the bit that appealed to me is that this was all the, by the puppet master of Ned. Ned, yeah. even though he came from, like, gangs and tattoos and weirdness into state. got them removed, though, because they upset him, remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
he became bad boy Ned. Yeah. And he was trying to be, as Kate called him last week, like Machiavellian and trying to orchestrate. He's like, look, Levi's got one foot out the door. So he said to the new girl, why don't you just push him out the door for me and then I'll have Jacinta. Ah, that's yeah. what the conversation's yeah. about, yeah. And he's, he's not buying it from his own self. He's like, oh, I'm not this kind of guy. But he's living with Paul so he's taking a few notes. Yeah, and he's a Willis. Yeah. So, you know, he's a shitbag. No, yeah, but he's a shitbag but they don't execute plans very well. That's true. That's true. So he's trying to twiddle his thumbs and then it all backfires because Amy is just awkward and everything's awkward. And Yeah, I really, 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 really wish that Amy had gone into that pub and said, oh, I think – can we make a time? Because I was just really hoping we'd see each other on Tuesdays. <laughs> that, that would, would have make been a, amazing. That would get her to make a call very quick, wouldn't it? <laughs> She'll yeah. Pilates on Tuesday, so you're free. You're free yeah. <laughs> but I think Ned's actually going to succeed at this. I like it. Yeah. It's, he, sometimes he can be directionless. It's nice to see him have a goal. Yeah, it is. Because yeah. Is he doing art anymore? He hasn't had one since art. No. Art. Was his plan. Yeah, well, Just art full stop. Yeah. And then art went away because the art hub closed. Then he had that podcast studio <laughs> in the art hub. I miss that place. That was very useful for us. It was. Sometimes they, they often left the door open while they were podcasting. Yeah. Excellent and then, mic system though because you could pick up anything. And one time B was in there recording and she was recording an interview with Sheila and then she goes, anyway, I've got to go. Sheila, can you just press stop when you're finished? <laughs> just leaves. Guys, I've got to go. Can you guys just <laughs> This is my home. Can you just – you go up to bed and we'll press stop when yeah. we're done. Yeah. You're going to take it to the bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> Um. So I don't know. Ned, it's, it's nice to have a goal. Ned is like I want my one girlfriend. Even though polyamory was my idea, I invented it. Yeah, but I think he's right. I think Levi is less into it because he's been he – Ned's been really relaxed about everything. How important in a polyamorous relationship is it? Say Ned, Jacinta, Levi. How important is it, do you think, say, in that kind of relationship, like that, say, Ned gets on with Levi? Do you think you'd be in a relationship like that and really not like the other person? What if Levi hated Ned? They were kind of indifferent to each other at first and Mm. I kind of preferred that. I didn't like it when they were saying let's have a beer. Yeah. Like, no, don't have beers. Yeah. Unless unless there is an attraction, which I was all for. Yeah. Like, unless you guys want to explore some other scenarios, go for that. But don't just have beers to talk about what. Well, I think it is important, and I, I say this only from my experience of watching Neighbours, because during this time where Levi's been going to see this other girl and Amy hasn't been okay with it, Amy has just wanted to bitch about Levi to Ned uh-huh. constantly and... Ned's like, I don't like I don't want to. And oh, yeah. I think if the boys didn't get along, if they really hated each other, it would just be that. Like Amy would just be when every time she was with them, they'd just be having like talking behind the person's back. Fair enough. And that yeah. wouldn't feel very good for the Amy. That would make would, sense. Yeah. It? Chamber, would you allow Amy? Would you give up bringing additional girlfriends into the fold if you only could have Amy? I can't even get over the fact that they're having sex before marriage. I find this absolutely <laughs> appalling. Don't give me the I tell you what, I, Don't I, I give me the joke. So answer. many letters to my Catholic priest. No. What was the question, Sarah? Would you be okay if Amy was like, well, you have two boyfriends? I have two boyfriends. It's polyamorous, but you don't get to bring any girls into the mix. 
Or boy. I, I think it'd be yeah. a non-starter for me in the first place, yeah. If I had a partner who was like, I'm going to go off and see another dude, I'd be like, nah, that's not really my bag. I mean, they wouldn't pitch it to you like that. And I wouldn't. I don't, and if I had a partner and if I had a partner as well, I wouldn't be searching for another lady to be my... But Felicity Higgins one. walks in, takes your breath away. Oh, I'd say you're the lady from Playing for Keeps. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the Olympia Valance like? She was the ambassador for Derby Day. She's not yeah. saying nup to the cup, is she? No, she does not say nup to no cups. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a cheeky check in that photo. She it? went and did um, Dancing with the Stars and then qu- had to quarantine and she said it was like horrendous and she made all these posts about how it was really hard on her and then she also made lots of other posts about exercising at home. So that's that. Now, oh, my God, what we're going to park for next week is the conference. Oh, there's a couple of things we have to Chambo, I want to talk about with you. Your peer, your peer in the comedy industry. Oh, yeah, Joe Creasy was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came back because I think he was in the Mardi Gras episodes in Sydney. Yeah, so he went out with um, Aaron, yeah, didn't he? He? Yeah. he was a stalker. He was a fan of Rough Trade, Aaron's um, exotic dancing act. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, he was just a fanatic. And I don't actually know what his job is, was that he is now interested in the hotel biz. Well, he said that his previous job was job applicant. <laughs> Do you feel like that Mardi Gras <laughs> episodes were about, it was 2019? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure, because I remember I worked on the Mardi Gras coverage that year, I'm like doing some script writing and Joel was the host that year and I think the Neighbours float was there for the first time maybe that year. Yeah, it would have been the year that the float was it there, came yeah. Up, it came up that he had recently filmed some episodes or yeah. had films that which probably yeah, coincided with that week or two, I suppose. And we spoke to him at the Logies and we were bemoaning the fact that his character was called Mick. Yeah. And we didn't think that suited a sassy young gay man. And he... Is he a Michael now? Better than that. Better. What is he, Michael? Michelle. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Actually, to take a throwback, you used to introduce yourself on stage many moons ago. I don't think I said would do that, but I... Some people call me Michelle Chambellon. Because you used to call yourself that. Well, I don't think I called myself that. I as remember a, As a joke. I remember when I got my licence, like however old I was, but like the person behind the counter like called out my name to kind of literally <laughs> hand me my licence and she went, Michelle Chambellon? <laughs> and then she went, oh, Michael Chamberlain. <laughs> so I think it's come from that. It's come from that, yeah. But uh, yeah, Joel was doing that. Now, did you find it interesting when Harlow switched the CVs? <sighs> Interesting is one way. I mean, it. I immediately just thought she's put herself into the yes. Yeah. And I was like, well, this isn't going to play well for you, Harley. What are you doing? I didn't she's going to be like, I know, I didn't give you the job. A couple of things here. Firstly, this is a global hotel chain. Global. Yep. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, to go back an hour and a half, when Paul offered a million bucks for the baby, when you said that, I'm like, Paul doesn't have a million no, cash. No, he didn't. He, the no, banks no, he, were calling him. He had to borrow it. He's not very liquid, that guy. No. no. And. It caught up with him. And Lasseter's is not doing paper resumes. There'd be like a portal. Uh, that's a good point too. Uh, I disagree. Oh, go, go. See I've it. had many bosses. There's always been a portal at places I've worked. But I've had to print out resumes because the person deciding oh, just needs to read things on paper. Uh, yeah. And I, I think in – because they're originally printed for Therese who's going through a time. Yeah. And I imagine that. Chloe was like, I'm going to print these all up so that Teresa's just got them and she can do a yes, maybe, no. Beautiful. And, you know, and then she's stuck with all these pieces of paper. <laughs> yes. But you are right. Okay, no, CJ, I like that because also um, someone on Twitter pointed out that Harley was an environmentalist last year. And would, yeah, now she's like, just like 
paper. <laughs> Can I just PDF this to you? No, just, yeah, single-sided. In um, colour. Yeah, switched the CVs and put forward Joel Creasy as the um, – and so then HR gets this dodgy post-it note saying hire Joel Creasy to be the front desk manager. Yeah. Which, by the way, is a very nice job to have offered Harlow and it's very strange that they didn't consider her for it. I wonder who was going to get it. So Chloe had picked someone who was more experienced mm. and I was wondering was it that woman who started the the protest about Harlow? Oh, um. Rebecca in housekeeping. Yeah, because she's going to start another protest about this, mm. Michelle, isn't she? Mm. But was Michelle ridiculously underqualified? Yeah, to yeah, work the desk. I would have thought the personality of like you know how are you? Nice to see you. You know, welcome aboard. You know, no, he was not personable, and he was like as soon as he found out Harlow was his underling, he sent her to get coffee for him. Yeah, it's like she's a maid, and why is she back in the French maid's outfit? Yeah. Jacinta Stapleton designed new uniforms for. Mm. Yeah, I found that funny too. Like I just thought to myself. They wouldn't wear that. And they're like, you know, go and do the dry cleaning or whatever or the, you know, the washing stuff. And it's like people aren't in French maid outfits down in the washing room getting stuff out of the dryer. Let alone six months after Amy Greenwood designed your new Lassiter's uniforms and talked about how breathable they were for the maids, for the housekeepers. Yeah, yeah. They've got elasticity. So, all right, we'll wrap it up. Now, there's a couple of things we haven't got to. Okay, let's get to this one more thing. Maybe this could be Patreon only. Can we do a Patreon only chat about Kyle and Roxy? Oh, yeah. Because I want to do a proper chat later. Yeah, and look, we're going to have – this is going to go on a while. Yeah. Okay. Main pod, conference chat next week, Rage off the wagon. She's got a shiny new hip flask. We'll get to that. We'll explore all that. We need to do shit as an citizen of this week. Oh, just so much has happened. Like I didn't and we didn't even, even do the whole week. No. Who even am I? All right. I dual citizens for McKendricks. Oh, and yeah. for the consent. Enthusiastic consent. Yeah. For He the, finally listened to Susan. <laughs> oh, he did. Um, you know, it couldn't have played out better. Gorgeous. Chamber, do you have a citizen or a citizen? I'll go plain Jane. Just because she's not giving up on those kids, hey? She's <laughs> not giving up on those those young'uns. <laughs> the actual Erin's high kids or just her, the, her the, granddaughter? The, everyone, the granddaughter, the other three. Yeah. The photographer. The photographer. She's giving everyone a chance. Oh. Going to go with plain Jane. Sounds awful calling her plain Jane. I know. Good. She's um, not plain at all, is no, she? She's no. actually a vision. You don't have to do both, Chamber. I'm, I'm, I'll have a quick think and then okay. maybe, yeah. You don't have to, but yeah, I sure. am going to do... Shitizen David. Because you can't, you couldn't make an agreement back then for a baby that didn't exist. You can't be making your video diary pipe up. Like get Piper over to edit it for you. Like what are you doing? I don't understand. But but no, but then I'm happy that they resolved it. So I shouldn't, um, can I backtrack? Backtrack. How about I do my shitizen? Yeah, go, Chamber. My shitizen would be Chloe. Oh. Oh. Chloe's been this week, she's a bit, a bit, bit hoity-toity, kind of talking down to Harlow, kind of. Harlow? Harlow's the worst. Harlow no, I don't know. I don't know. Capital I think T, capital W, the worst. Chloe's going to be big for her boots, I reckon. Uh, in fact, I'm going to give shitizen of the, has to be shitizen of the week, <laughs> Harlow. 
doing the old switcheroo with the stacks and the post-it notes. Don't be messing around with people's post-it notes. <laughs> Remember when she she messed around with the rosters? The rosters. <laughs> uh, actually, I think it would have worked better if the rosters were on paper, if they were on a whiteboard, and she just changed that, and if the CVs had been electronic. But then the file couldn't have been corrupted, and she wouldn't have been able to say corrupted. <laughs> Dude. That's amazing. So is Harlow in general a good person or is she? She was and then they changed her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was kind of a good person but she wasn't that interesting. She was uh-huh. holier than thou but, yeah. you know, she meant well. She wanted to save the earth. Yeah, she doesn't care. Yeah, she flew to New York on a plane to give a talk about environmental <laughs> oh, really? things. Yeah. She's no Greta. No. Yeah. Now, guys, we've got to take this to the bedroom because I'm tired. <laughs> it's not nice time. Um. Chamber, junk time, what are, you, what are you guys doing for the off-season? We'll do a few interviews over summer and the like, yeah. So we'll pop in every now and then, for our, uh, talk to a few insiders, but yeah, um, a few, every few weeks. AFL chat, CJ. CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram um, and TikTok maybe. We are Neighbours Council on Facebook, patreon.com slash neighbourspod. I'm having a lot of chats on the um, spoilers group at the moment. So, oh, so if you're inclined, come in. Ceramic Crystal Ball. It's yeah. the Neighbours offshoot spoiler group that I'm in but I've muted. Yeah, you should not visit. No. no. I'm worried about a lot of things. You know one thing about Neighbours community is they're all smart. So <laughs> this is the spoilers group that is actually going to spoil everything. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chamber. Have good, fun, man. Good luck back in Sydney. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye.